ACCJ. From the ACCJ Journal, this is Hidden Treasure. Can Women Overcome Obstacles to Fill Japan's Tech Gap? By Malcolm Foster. Read by C. Brian Jones. The Japanese government calls it a digital cliff, a projected shortfall of 450,000 engineers, programmers, and other tech workers needed by 2030 to undertake the country's digital transformation. Harnessing the largely untapped potential of Japanese women, who are drastically underrepresented in science, engineering, and computer programming jobs and college degrees, could help narrow that gap. Authorities realize they face a big labor shortage, and some people talk about opening up immigration. But already, we have a huge resource. Japan's hidden treasure is the power of women, said Annie Chang, vice chair of the ACCJ Independent Business Committee and head of IT recruiting company AC Global Solutions Limited. In 2013, Chang co founded Women in Technology Japan. A group dedicated to boosting female participation in the tech industry through workshops and mentorships. And yet, women face a host of obstacles cultural, educational, corporate, and familial that keep them from playing bigger roles in technology. As a result, Japan has a large digital gender gap, with some of the lowest shares globally of women in tech jobs and college programs. Even compared with many developing Asian nations. According to UNESCO data, just 14% of university graduates with engineering degrees in Japan are women. Compare this with 20.4% in the United States, 24.5% in the Philippines, and 30.8% in India. Among engineering researchers, Japanese women account for just 5.6%. That's left a dearth of female role models to inspire girls about their futures. It's embarrassing, said Asumi Saito, 30, who co founded Waffle, a nonprofit in Japan that works to support teenage girls interested in science and technology at a critical juncture in their lives, when they must choose between pursuing science or humanities tracks in high school. I'm hopeful about the younger generation, said Saito. Who believes that bringing more women into technology will benefit the broader economy and society? It will lead to greater diversity in innovations and, likely, more humane applications of technology in areas such as health and childcare. Allowing women to play a bigger role in the tech industry would lead to so many more business opportunities, said Yan Fan, a software programmer who previously worked in Silicon Valley and, in 2017, Co founded Coding Academy, Code Chrysalis, which runs intensive 12 week programming boot camps in Japan. About a quarter of its students are women. Fan and her academy were featured in the April 2019 issue of the ACCJ Journal. The message I want Japanese women to have is you are 50% of one of the most powerful economies in the world. You are a significant part of the workplace, Fan explained. And that could lift Japan on the IMDb World Digital Competitiveness Ranking, where the country languishes at 28th globally and 7th in Asia, behind Hong Kong, Singapore, China, and South Korea. Systematic Change 
But Japan's digital transformation could leave many of its women behind. Those at home with children, or who are middle aged, have little chance to learn new in demand skills, such as programming, machine learning engineering, and data science. That's a global concern. As automation takes over low skilled jobs around the world, women stand to lose more than men, the 2021 UNESCO Science Report warns. Fan isn't confident that Japanese society can shed the constraints and cultural assumptions that impede women. She points to the oft heard microaggression. Even a housewife can do this, as an example of the mindset that grips Japan. When you hear those kinds of things day after day, it becomes ingrained in you. Systematic change is needed, Fan said. The onus seems to fall mostly on women. There's little talk about all the other changes that need to happen for women to actually make the space in their lives to learn new skills. So I think women will fall further behind as the country digitizes. Still, Fan is optimistic about Japan's potential and the wider impact it can have. If we can elevate women in this society, we can create reverberations throughout the world just due to the sheer size and power of Japan's culture and its economy. Mindset change. There are signs of modest progress. Compared with 20 years ago, there's greater awareness of diversity, and companies are taking steps to hire and promote more women. That's thanks partly to former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe's promotion of womenomics, a term he apparently borrowed from Kathy Matsui, the former Goldman Sachs Japan vice chair who, earlier this year, Co founded Empower Partners, Japan's first venture capital fund focused on environmental, social, and corporate governance, or ESG. Just the fact that diversity is part of the vernacular is a huge step forward, Matsui said. But more importantly, there's been a mindset change at some corporations. Leaders have realized that giving women bigger roles in projects and leadership isn't just a human rights and equality issue. But a driver of economic growth, she added. If you don't think diversity is a competitive and growth imperative, it really isn't going to get any traction, she said. But if you think it is a weapon for growth and a competitive advantage, and you filter that down through your organization, you can get buy in. Then you can start to change how you recruit, how you evaluate, how you promote. That's the only way you're going to get women into those leadership positions. One step in this direction is the appointment of Yoko Ishikura, Professor Emeritus of Hitotsubashi University, to be the number two official in charge of Japan's new digital agency. The number of women seeking and finding jobs in the tech industry is slowly growing. Of the 27,300 candidates placed by tech recruiting company Wall Case since 2014, the portion who are women has risen from 27%. To 38%, explained founder Casey Wall. However, women make up 14% in highly technical positions, such as software coding, he said. More go into marketing and product design. Women who do land tech jobs find they pay better than work in many other industries. The average annual salary for candidates recently placed by Wall and Case has been about 9 million yen, or $80,000. Compared with 20 years ago, Wall said he sees major changes in the role of women in the workplace. There's a big trend going on, a generational time shift, 
he noted. The people in their 30s and 40s, when they get into power, then things will change even more. The combination of soaring demand for tech jobs and greater commitment to diversity presents women with an opening, provided they have the right skills. Women have a great opportunity now, Chang said, but the pipeline is so small. How do you increase this from the grassroots level? Home front. Parents and teachers have the biggest responsibility in nurturing, or discouraging, girls' interest in science, math, and computers, Chang, Matsui, and others said. When Chang asks Japanese female engineers who had the biggest influence on their career choice, the frequent response is their fathers. Ironically, it is more often their mothers who tried to dissuade them, she explained. The moms are generally stuck at home, so they don't have much exposure to technology. They're not very encouraging of daughters who are interested in science and don't think the image is very good. Some even worry about their daughters' marriage prospects, if they pursue an engineering career. Even today, there is a persistent bias in Japan that girls aren't particularly good at science and math. Parents and teachers may express such views, and girls pick up cues from anime and TV shows that tend to portray boys tinkering with robots or computers, but not usually girls. Those images can influence girls' self-image and confidence, said Miki Ito, 38, an aerospace engineer and general manager at Astroskill, which is engaged in removing space debris circling Earth. There's the idea that if you go study science at university, it's full of men, or it's really difficult, she said. Ito's parents were surprised but supportive when, as a teen, she expressed a desire to study space. Her only model was Chiaki Mukai, Japan's first female astronaut. In college and graduate school, most of her college classmates and all her teachers were men, but Ito said she didn't encounter any discrimination. I actually think women are well-suited to programming. It involves setting up steps to carry out a plan, like going on a trip. Women are good at that kind of planning for their families, Ito said. As more women take these IT jobs, they will become role models for the younger girls, who will realize they can do those jobs. Digital Future To prepare Japan's youth for the digital future, the government now requires computer programming to be taught in elementary schools. At that age, boys and girls are equally enthused about technology, said Haruka Fujiwara, 34, who has been teaching and coordinating programming classes at her school in Tsukuba, located north of Tokyo in Ibaraki Prefecture. The kids love it. They naturally engage with each other and talk about projects together. Children, who were kind of quiet or not very confident, now brag about their projects, Fujiwara said. I haven't seen any gender difference in enthusiasm or ability. To create projects, 5th and 6th graders use software and tools such as Microsoft Excel and Scratch, a coding language and community developed for children by the U.S.-based nonprofit Scratch Foundation. One of their projects measured the amount of carbon dioxide in the air, Fujiwara explained. Seventh graders at her school start learning the JavaScript programming language. In the upcoming generation, she said, I think girls will be using computers just as confidently as boys. Until age 15, 
Japanese boys and girls perform equally well on international standardized math and science tests. But a gap develops once they enter high school and are required to choose between science and humanities tracks. More girls choose the latter, perhaps because science seems daunting or because they are encouraged to do so by their teachers or parents. The gender gap widens further in college and graduate school, where engineering and tech programs are dominated by male students and teachers. In many countries, this leaky pipeline phenomenon is common. The higher the education level, the fewer the women. But in Japan's case, the flow narrows to a trickle. And working women are generally expected to quit once they bear children, removing their ideas and contributions from the marketplace. When women are at home, they have few opportunities to gain tech skills and tend to settle for part time, low paying jobs such as supermarket cashiers, a position that is dwindling as checkout kiosks take over. While more young mothers are returning to work after maternity leave, finding daycare can be difficult. Especially if they have to work late. And working women are still generally expected to do most of the housework and child rearing, as well as care for elderly parents or in laws. To flourish and advance in the workplace, women may need to think more about how to brand themselves, how they can use their unique gifts and strengths to be successful, said Nancy Nagal, an ACCJ governor and co chair of the Human Resource Management Committee. Who is also head of organizational change and diversity at accounting firm EY. They shouldn't have to emulate the male personality, Nagal said. Maybe they're better at networking or building trusting relationships with people. As a leader, those are very important qualities. Reframing the narrative. At Wafo, Saito and her co founder, Sayaka Tanaka, are trying to change the narrative about technology and gender. They run one day camps for girls in middle and high school that cover programming basics and offer career talks, as well as hands on experiences that emphasize the problem solving, community building, and entrepreneurial aspects of technology. We want to create a safe space where girls can talk about these things freely, said Saito, 30, who holds a master's degree in data analytics from the University of Arizona. Earlier this year, Waffle supported 75 young women who participated in a Technovation Girls contest in which teams developed and pitched apps to a panel of judges. Many of the apps were intensely practical. One provided advice on where to find vegan food, and another divvied up household chores among family members. Recently, they received a grant from Google to support their work. Saito said she receives text messages from girls about the opposition they face at home. One said her father refused to pay for her university tuition if she was going to major in data science and told her instead to study medicine, considered a scientific field more suited to women. Another girl said her parents didn't want her to study physics because they were afraid that she would never get married. A lot of these girls don't have adults around them to listen to them seriously, said Saito. That's a huge problem in Japan. Creative and flexible. Coding academies have popped up across Japan, but enrollment is heavily weighted toward men. Most women simply don't have the time, money, or inclination to attend. Trying to make programming attractive to women. 
Hitomi Yamazaki in April co-founded Ms. Engineer, Japan's first coding academy expressly for women. With female models and muted purple tones, the website emphasizes the flexibility that programming offers, including working from home. Even the startup's name is meant to convey the idea that being a female engineer is cool. We wanted to avoid the geeky image and stress the creative monozukuri aspects of programming, Yamazaki said, using a Japanese term meaning craftsmanship or making things. We also emphasize that programming is well-suited to a woman's work style, the freedom of working hours and location. Applicants to the first class want to change careers or achieve more in their jobs, Yamazaki said, and 70% of inquiries have come from women with children. The pandemic has helped both working women and stay-at-home moms realize that working from home is a realistic option, she said. Ms. Engineer aims to produce graduates who can do full-stack programming, meaning they can design web applications as well as manage databases and servers. The course costs 1.42 million yen, or about $13,000. Yamazaki has worked to promote her new business among social media influencers, including Yuri Sasagawa, a model, TV announcer, and new mother, who recently attended Ms. Engineer's kickoff event and tweeted enthusiastically about the future opportunities for female engineers. Elevating Women Companies embracing diversity have taken various approaches to narrow the digital gender gap. Some have set numerical targets and implemented steps to reach them, while others have focused on changing hiring and promotional practices. ACCJ member company Hitachi Limited recognizes that the input of women is essential to address consumers' needs, said Tomoko Soma, a manager at the company's Diversity and Inclusion Development Center. Our entire business is changing, and we are not trying to sell products as much as services that provide solutions to everyday problems, she explained. To do that, we need a variety of employees coming up with ideas. Hitachi, which has been implementing initiatives to support and elevate women for more than 20 years, recently reached two goals. The employment of 800 female managers, who account for 6.3% of all the company's managers, and raising the portion of female senior executives to 10%. By 2030, the company aims to raise the ratio of female senior executives to 30%, through its long-term plans to identify and develop promising young employees and by absorbing talent through global acquisitions, Soma said. In keeping with government guidelines, female Hitachi employees can take up to two years of maternity and childcare leave, then come back to the same job. If the women have a hard time finding daycare for their child, Hitachi will help them and can extend the leave for a third year. In situations where there are no nursery vacancies, we don't want women to quit their jobs just for that reason, Soma said. Changing Hiring Practices Online marketplace Mercari, launched in 2013 and one of Japan's most successful startups, decided not to set numerical targets for women because doing so might lead to mistaken notions that some women were hired just to meet a quota said DNI strategy team manager Hirona Hono. 
People may feel that they have to reach the goal for the sake of reaching the goal, instead of addressing the fundamental problem behind why this is happening, she said. Instead, the company has changed its hiring practices by expanding the pool of candidates to include as many qualified women as possible through recruiting events, women's coding groups, and other methods. It also has installed checks in the hiring process that might detect bias. Human resources staffers check the pass-through ratios of male and female candidates after each interview to see if there's any significant disparity and discuss the results with division leaders, she said. Hono also added a series of diversity questions to the company's internal promotion recommendation forms, including asking the person filling it out if other candidates from different backgrounds had been considered. If they hadn't been, she wants to know why. These questions keep people accountable, she said. At EY, while female employees are out for maternity leave, The company offers them a tablet so that they can stay connected to their peers and do e-learning if they want to stay up to speed, Nagal said. The company also provides women returning after maternity leave with an independent coaching service to help them work out daycare, their schedule, and the career they want when they return. For real change to occur, Nagal said, there must be genuine commitment by the top of the organization, usually a man, displayed in public and behind closed doors. If the leader doesn't take it seriously, isn't active in it, and doesn't hold his other male leaders accountable for advancing women, nothing's going to happen, she said. Once the top adopts a change, the middle managers can confidently carry out the policies throughout the company, Nagao explained. The top is so important. Change happens middle out in Japan. But without the top leader voicing it, nothing will happen. Not a sense of crisis. The Japanese government has come under fire for doing little to address the shortage of women studying and training for jobs in technology, especially since doing so would help the country meet its digital transformation goals. One suggestion mentioned by several people interviewed for this story was to offer scholarships for female students interested in studying engineering. There's still not a sense of crisis, said Dr. Jackie Steele, a Canadian political scientist who has lived in Japan for more than 20 years. I think Japan is going to have to hit an even bigger wall economically before the political and economic elite will admit that there are systemic hierarchies rewarding masculinity, senior age, and ethno-cultural purity. These biases must be consciously eliminated. This undermines Japan's ability to attract diverse talent in a global market. To give middle and high school girls exposure to tech workplaces, the government's Gender Equality Bureau Cabinet Office set up a program in 2015 that promotes events where students can interact with female engineers, including those at ACCJ member company Amazon Web Services Japan GK and visit computer labs or university campuses. In 2019, some 36,000 people participated. To help boost the number of workers with digital skills, the Japanese government offers subsidies that cover 70% of the cost of pre-approved training courses in artificial intelligence, data science, and other topics that are offered by private cram schools, explained Takefumi Tanabe, a director at the Ministry of Economy, Trade, and Industry. While these don't target women in particular, 
Tanabe sees Japan's digital transformation as an opportunity for women to join the IT workforce. Husband of the Year The growth of ESG investing, or funding companies that meet certain environmental, social, and governance standards, can bring investor or market pressure for change, said Matsui, whose Empower Partners runs such a fund. For example, these funds will focus on ESG considerations, such as board diversity, which remains a big challenge in Japan. Japan is one of the fastest-growing markets globally for ESG investing. Every asset owner is increasingly focused on how to ESGify their assets, Matsui said. So, in addition to examining company fundamentals, fund managers are asking questions about the company's carbon footprint, as well as its supply chain resilience, child labor policies, employee well-being, and the diversity of the workforce. To me, the ESG movement is going to be a huge force for change, she added. A critical, but almost entirely overlooked, step is to educate and support Japanese men about their changing roles in society, and to celebrate those who are supportive husbands, said Wall. There are plenty of seminars on what it means to be a working mother, but virtually none on what it means to be a working father. Many men assume that their main role is to work hard and provide for their families financially, although that view is changing among younger men. There should be a Husband of the Year award, said Wall. He should get a prize and all kinds of recognition as his wife gives the speech about how she is successful because of what he did, and this has to be seen as cool. And if the government is going to offer women scholarships in technology, then it should also offer scholarships for men in caregiving, said Steele. We need to work on both sides of the equation, she added. Men also face gender-based harassment if they stray from the corporate warrior masculinity model. Matsui is encouraged by the differences she sees among the young men with whom she interacts. They don't necessarily want to work like their fathers and grandfathers. They don't want to be slaves to their employers. They want to spend more time with their families. So, their values are more aligned with what many women have been striving for. That bodes well for the future. The younger generation wants a world that is more equal. They want their spouses or partners to maximize their own potential, Matsui added. They're still young, so they're not necessarily in decision-making roles. But it's only a matter of time before we see this generation leading Japan. And that makes me optimistic.